financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How's it going? It is going all right. I'm trying to stay dry and trying to remember an umbrella, but I don't think that I'm ever going to actually remember it every day. You know, it's funny, maybe for our listeners, we should just tell them, you may be hearing this show at any other time on digital radio or whatever, but to Jess and I, it's still good morning, because that's when we record this show. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little soggy here lately. And I think that um, it applies to probably any week this summer, so I think we're fine, because all it's done is rain. Oh my gosh, it's, you know... When it first started, I said, oh, the flowers need it. Won't it be nice? <laughs> and now I'm trying to figure out where I can fit summer fun based on the weather. Right, exactly. If I have to work the weekend. Can I take half a day off and go, you know, do something fun? So, yeah, everybody's dealing with it. But you know what? I say if I don't have to shovel it, it's good weather. That is <laughs> true. Something else that's not fun, though, that we're going to talk about today, which I'm excited about because I, I love reading up on this about why it's so hard for millennials to buy a house now, because it seems like it's near impossible. Yeah, well, you didn't want to talk about the weather all day? Shocker. Okay. <laughs> I can't do anything about the weather. I might be able to, to help here a little bit, at least in, in shining a light on things and talking about solutions and what's really going on for millennials. So, you know, for people who are listening who might not be millennials or might not be up on this, we're talking about a generation that's between well, this is 2023 when we're recording this, we're talking about a generation that's between 27 and 42 years old. Mm -hmm. So, heavy sigh. The first thing is, it seems like these folks are feeling like nobody really understands why it's so hard for them to buy a house, especially Mm -hmm. my generation, which is, I'm the last of the baby boomers, right? I'm on the tail end. The last year you could be a baby boomer, I was born. And there's this guy, Freddie Smith, who you know, as an actor, was on Days of Our Lives. He's now a real estate agent in Florida, and he's made a viral, and he's made a video which has gone viral. But I'd like to point out that although this guy is attractive and very charismatic, uh, he's only been a real estate agent for 18 months. Now, I'm not trying to discredit him. I'm trying to point out the fact that he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's only been a real estate agent for 18 months. Now, what the heck, folks? <laughs> If a guy who's brand new in the business, who's transitioned from an actor to a real estate agent in Florida can figure this out, okay, the rest of us should have this figured out by now. You know, he might be brilliant. I'm not casting aspersions on him. I'm just saying, as a new real estate agent, you know, he's made this video, and it's gone viral. It's had 4.4 million views Mm -hmm. in, uh, I don't know, that was 2022. By now, it's probably gone, gone the second round. So so that'll tell you something. This guy posted this video in 2022. Here it is in the middle of 2023 or the third quarter of 2023 almost. Mm-hmm. And we're still talking about this. So what are we talking about? Why is it harder for a millennial to buy a house? Mm-hmm. Now, folks my age and older will say they don't work hard enough or we don't pay our help enough. Mm-hmm. Or they spend too much money on cable TV or lattes at Starbucks or whatever they pick, right? Right. And why their lot in life, you know, this is why they're to blame for their own lot in life. It's because they're poor money managers mm-hmm. and young and they don't know any better and blah, blah. There's all these things that say this is why millennials are having a harder time buying homes. Now, despite that, most of which are not quite all true, by the way, although they're all 
you know, they all have something to do with it. Uh, but it's not as easy as just, you know, cutting out Netflix and going to get a house, right? Right. Yeah. I, do, I do think every generation thinks their generation was the hardest. Yeah, I think so. But I also see people who are quite uh, sympathetic in my generation. And I'm only speaking about that because I do a lot of work with people who are getting close to retirement. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think some of us are very sympathetic to how difficult it is based on home prices and the high cost of living and the fact that salaries have not come up commensurately with that. And I, I, I think that's pretty easy to see. I mean, you can go out on the web and do your statistical research at labor statistics for, you know, income, and you can, you can check places, like even like Zillow, for the average price of home in your area, mm-hmm. and you will soon see a difference. Yeah. So what this guy, Freddie Smith, was saying uh, that I do think he's right about, and I did check his numbers, and they're solid, Okay. is that in the 1980s, he says, you bought a house for about $80,000. Now, that's pretty true. Uh, you know, there, it, it was a range of about seventy-five to about eighty-nine or 90000 80000 is a pretty close figure. Mm-hmm. And to quote him, he's saying to put down a 20% deposit, that's $16,000. Right. At that time, the average person made about $30,000, according to him. Statistics really show somewhere between twenty-one and 28000 So he's even being generous here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that meant that your $16,000 payment was about Half of your salary. Right. Okay. Now, maybe it was a little bit more than half your salary if you go by the lower end of the statistics. But still, in one year or two years, technically, that could have covered your down payment. Now, we all know it doesn't work that cleanly. You you have other expenses, right? You can't just say, here's my salary. I'll pay off my house in two years. Yeah, there's definitely other factors involved in it. But it does seem a lot easier than it is now. Yeah, because it is easier than it is now. And in fact, it depends a lot on where you live and what your salaries are. We'll go into depth about how you can turn the tables here and maybe get a fair ride Mm -hmm. when right now you might be feeling like, oh my gosh, I'll never pay this house off or I can't get into a house. So I want to spend time on that especially, but just to get some baseline here. Okay. In 2023, uh, an average house in Orlando, Florida, where this guy has experience, is $400,000. Now, that is not uncommon in a lot of areas in the, in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are places that are much less expensive, but let's just go with this for a minute. And a $400,000 house isn't like any big mansion. It's like probably three bedrooms, two bathrooms, if you're lucky. Yeah. It's a normal, it's an average price of a house. It's mm-hmm. not a mansion. Or, yeah, right. Okay, so now, 20% down on that, not that many people are doing that these days, or at least from, not from the millennial generation, but 20% down on that would be $80,000. Mm-hmm. Now, remember our earlier example that you could pay off the down payment? It was about half a year's salary. Right. Okay. In order for that to be true, you would have to be making $160,000 annually for this to be an even example. Mm-hmm. Apples to apples, right? But the average person is making about fifty grand. Yeah, now way off. Yeah, now actually it's fifty six thousand four hundred and twenty. If anybody really cares about the median salary, but let's go for fifty grand. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about four times close to it, right? You know, you're talking about now you need a year and whatever that is, two thirds or so, to pay off your down payment. But your house is four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So that still leaves you with three hundred and twenty thousand dollars left to pay. Now, the nut to crack on that is, you know, about three grand a month, right? Roughly speaking, might be 3500 or so, depending on the interest rate. Right. 
the other mortgage you might have had might have been, in our earlier example, that might have been $500 a month. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody's going to say, yeah, but we make more money now. Let me just tell you, if you really think that, go look at the statistics. Yes, we make more money now in dollars. In fact, last week's show was about this, right? Right. (laughs) You change your income level. So, yes, our numbers are higher now, but not... The, the ratio is not the same for buying a home. Yeah, it's not, now, it's not equitable how much the cost of a house increased by how much more you're making. That's right. Now, why? I mean, what can we do to adjust this? And, you know, knowing it is one thing. Okay, realizing, hey, this is why it's so hard for me is one thing. But, you know, I'm not here to just go, well, it's hard for you. you I'm want here to help solve solutions. the solutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... But the reason I spent all that time in the beginning is because if you're between the ages of 27 and 42 and you're finding it very difficult to buy a house Mm -hmm. and your family is just saying to you, just work harder, you know, or quit spending all that money on TV. Yeah. You should have some stuff to back up your side of the, the story if you care to discuss it. And it should be this. Okay. First of all, cost of living. Anybody at any age today understands that the cost of living has gone through the roof. Mm -hmm. You know, $3.50 for a gallon of gasoline, six bucks for a gallon of milk or whatever it costs, you know, that will change your bottom line. Mm -hmm. So now we, we are spending so much more money just to live. That's already eating into the money that we used to be able to save for a down payment or make in a mortgage payment. Well, as we were now, saying last week, where if you are living paycheck to paycheck, the thought of saving $80,000 just seems impossible. Well, that's exactly right. And banks know it. Mm-hmm. That's why we have loans with 0% down or people putting 5% down. But what does that mean? That means you get into a home more easily. But your, your payment's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, you get into it sooner than you might have been able to otherwise, which you probably see as a great thing, and I see as maybe not such a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get into a home that's more than you can afford before you're actually ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have this huge payment. And for a year or two or three or five, maybe things go fine. But as soon as somebody gets sick or loses a job or gets, has their hours cut back, or a common one I see is you know, police officers or people in the trade who get detail and overtime mm-hmm. and used to it, and the bank approves it on this, and now that gets cut back. Uh, you know, now you're in trouble. And we talked about this just before COVID hit, right at the beginning, where I said, uh, if anything catastrophic happens where you can't work, if you're in over your head with your house, we're going to see a lot of foreclosures. And you probably remember me really complaining, really grousing about the level uh, of prices for homes and people paying, getting into bidding wars, paying more than the house was worth. Yeah, it seemed Not like during COVID, people were scrambling like they had to buy, 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 buy. Even before COVID, but yes, it, during COVID, it was absolutely, people are, People got the sense, hey, we're not going to go on vacation. This is how our life is going to be. Let's put all our money into a home, maybe buy a second home. Mm-hmm. And bidding wars were going on like crazy. People would call me and say, I want to buy this house, and I'm in a bidding war, and how can I pay 30000 more than the asking price? Can you figure out how I can do that? Mm, yeah. And I would have to 
say the hard things that, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear and probably don't listen to, which is if you're starting in with your house upside down, so to speak, right, you owe more than it's worth, what are you going to do if prices drop or if you lose a job or there's a problem? Right. Or one of tries to take time off work voluntarily. And no one right? wants to hear that when they want something. No, they don't. And, you know, I have to say, people, I, I tell them right away, I'm going to tell you this. I know you're not going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, and sometimes people do listen. Sometimes they come back and say, I took your advice. I didn't do that. I'm really glad. Or, you know, I never hear from them again because they were mad at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it happens, really happens. Yeah. Okay. So what happens as we're talking about, if you're putting down a smaller down payment, is you're your mortgage payment is going to be higher, and you're probably stretching out the term. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, that out in California, we have 40-year mortgages. Right. We have 40-year mortgages because people couldn't make the payments. The same thing is going to happen here. One of two things will happen, Jess. We either will be in over our heads in houses that will end up in foreclosure, mm-hmm. or the banks will have to become more pliable and give us longer terms so that we can afford the mortgages. Yeah, and that's scary to lock yourself into a 40-year term. You know, 30 years used to be scary, but people become inured to it. Mm -hmm. I want a home. It's the American dream. And people are paying, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a month in rent. In the second half, I want to talk about that part, especially about what we used to say about rent and how it might be different now and what can you do to give yourself a fair shot at this and beat the system. Okay, let's get your phone number in the meantime. Thanks. It's 413-773-3333. Or you can go to HugYourMoney.com. Much more with The Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up with part two of Financial Fitness on WHMP. 